<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. I'm Yasmin Mary Soyao, and this is Before You Buy. When I moved out of my old apartment after I got married, I knew that my husband and I had to start investing in furniture for our new home. I didn't know which type of pieces I should get first because there were so many options in furniture shops and even in online stores. I'm sure some of you are also looking into sprucing up your homes at this time, and it would be really great to hear some tips on how to do it better. So to help us out with picking out the right pieces for our living spaces, I had a conversation with Anne Hayward, an expert in interior and commercial design, and someone who has an exceptional taste in making spaces look really good. Know your space. It's really important to know your space. It's also really important that when you are buying something, you have in mind and a plan of what you want to buy. Hello, I'm Anne Hayward, and I've worked in international visual merchandising for retail for quite some time. I've worked with some prestigious retailers from the United Kingdom to the Middle East and to Philippines. That's why I'm here, supporting many retailers set up visual presentation or display in their stores and namely online. Okay, so before we buy Anne, we just want to know more about you first. So maybe sure. you can share with us, what are your usual thoughts before you buy something? Okay. Normally, I have so many ideas of what I want. I normally have a, I have a very modern taste in terms of my choice, in terms of home. And I like things to be practical, hard-wearing, and longevity because I have a family. So um, it's very, very important for me that when I... I'm buying or planning for a home or living space that obviously it's important to know your space. So you could be in a house, you could be in a condo, could be a large condo, it could be a small house. But I think it's really important to understand your living space. And then you can't buy everything all at once, although we would love to do and, and, and it to be in that way. But I like to do it room by room. So I tend to start with the main rooms or the main locations in the house. And I like to kind of work in a very methodical way, especially when you have a family, you know, you're not just doing mom and dad's room or parents' room. You've also got the children in the equation as well. Or where if you're a couple, obviously, you know, you, you have different living spaces within that house. Both of you may have different tastes. And so you have to compromise. And then when you have children in the equation, that's even more planning that's needed. So planning, and actually understanding your space. Then when you do actually start to plan your space, it's really important you know the size. Many times in the past, learned my lesson, buy something and then it doesn't fit or it's too big or it's too small. It's not practical. So you, you know? really think about the space first before yes. you actually buy something. What was the last thing oh. that you bought? <laughs> okay. Um, the list is very long. Um <laughs> Because of the pandemic, we were living in a very small, well, small for a family, right? And we decided to make the move down south because we needed the space. We wanted to be more in a 
countryfied environment, dogs, animals. So the space that we were living initially was a condo. So when you move to a house, you need more furniture. I find it really hard to find the things that I want just because I'm quite particular being interior design and commercial design, what I like and what I want. I know what I like and I know what I want. And I definitely know what I don't like if I see something. So we took the option of bringing some items with us. Obviously, the flat that we were living in or the condo that we were living in um, had a lot of existing pieces. It was a semi-furnished condo. But the house that we were moving into was basically, you know, unfurnished apart from the electricals. Because you tend to find that here in the Philippines. That so you you thought of all those space that you have and yeah. then you bought something. So what was that? What was, was, so what was something that you bought? The sofa. Really a sofa. Weird. Yes, because obviously you have to be able to... There was no sofa in the house that we were moving into. So it's quite important to have something to sit on. And with this work from home thing, sometimes I'm not in an office or in a study. I like to sit on the sofa, you know, relax, chill out and sit with my laptop with the children on their iPads or we're watching a film. Sofa's really, really important. But the house that we moved into was really big. So it was quite... A chore to find something that big, that large, that comfortable. But that's probably your playground. Exactly. And then also <laughs> dogs like to jump on it. You know, when you're not looking, they'll jump on the couch. <laughs> no matter how hard you say, they'll still jump on there. So we had to invest in some dog gates as well. That's another important <laughs> thing if you have animals in your house. Um, but sofa. And then I could not find, for the life of me, I could not find a dining table or an office table that I really, really wanted. So... Lots of local um, furniture makers here in, in the Philippines, very talented as well. And I saw something online that I really wanted. And then I saw it in a really high-end expensive store that was really expensive, like crazy expensive. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay. But I, st I still wasn't happy with the design. So I actually, you know, looking on Pinterest and Instagram and various things online, I wanted it customized. So, so I had... You, you really want to plan it out first yes. for just, you know, like some people would just, oh, I like that sofa. I'll just buy it. Oh, I like that table. Yeah. You have this plan in your head. First. I have a plan and I did compulsive buying before the children were around. <laughs> <laughs> compulsive what buying. <laughs> with, that, with that shopping behavior. And buying the wrong items. They don't fit. Husband's not happy with it because he doesn't like the mattress, you know, how it feels. <laughs> You know, you end up having a domestic at home and then then it's like, oh, right, okay, next time you design the house or next time it's your turn, you design. So you have to really plan these things because also when you move, you have to think about the practicalities as well. You know, you might get this really ornate table, but are you actually going to get it on the lorry and then it's going to come to the end location and in one piece and not in bits or, or smashed up or, or damaged? So again, I think it's because I am a, you know, working mum, everything has to be practical. And actually the pieces that we've bought and that we've had made, long, hard wearing, you know, they're there for the practice, you know, they're in for the long term with us because, you know, when you have children. So what know, do you think about trend pieces? In, in Everyone's terms. like into Scandinavian right now. Oh God. Industrial. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of into the boho, you probably have guessed it already, but I love boho kind of interiors i like mixing old with the new i like mixing wooden pieces with glass and chrome i love the mix of textures i like hardwoods 
especially something with the grain where it looks really, really natural. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not so keen on laminate. I love natural woods and seeing the grain. If I could show you right now my, my study, the table that I have, you know, your traditional rectangle or square table or round table, I didn't want that. I, <laughs> I got a piece of wood made to order and actually it was great. It's quite reasonable, you know, and it's a one-off. It's a one-of-a-kind. And I got the legs made. And this is made by a skilled carpenter and um, metal worker. So, so what, what's your process with this? Like you look at pegs and then you, I you think pegs. that it's, it's something that would fit your space? Well, you know Pinterest, I'm right. sure. <laughs> of course. And Pinterest, you can create mood boards. So my Pinterest is full of mood boards. <laughs> and so, for example, living room. Because I'm into the boho. So for this house, it was like boho living, boho bedroom, boho kitchen, boho children's room, boho garden, <laughs> boho everything. So for the boho study as well. So I would create these pegs. It's very easy to do on Pinterest. And you create these little um, like subcategories. So there's boho and then you have your subcategories of boho living room, blah, blah, blah. And then if I see something, I'll pin it. And I'll add it to it. Or if I see something else, I'll add it to it. Or I'll keep them. I have, a, I have a photo archive in my phone. So if I'm out and about, I'll see something. Something will really inspire me. Like someone's house. They'll have a piece that's quite interesting. Or if we're out and about in the car or in one of the malls, I'll just take a picture of it. And I'm, oh, you know, that, that will spring an idea. And then it all comes together by room, by room, by room, by room. Then it's finding the items. So I will go online. I'll, most of my local pieces I found through Facebook Marketplace, the, you know, the, the, the carpenters and the metal workers, and obviously word of mouth from many of my friends that are here. They'll give me tips and refer, you know, references of different um, suppliers here. Obviously, where I've worked before in the past, I'll get some decor items from there. I don't really shop in one place. I kind of go all over. It's about how you put things together. It's not necessarily how much you really spend, but although you would spend more money on certain things than on others, for example, like a mattress, you would not scrimp and save on a mattress because it's really important that you get a good night's sleep. If you just go out blindly buying a mattress, it might not be right for your back. You know, you could have orthopedic issues. You could have allergies where you can get memory foam type mattresses and pillows so, um, so a, a mattress is something that you should invest in. 100%. Right. And I can tell you some experience because with this kind of, you know, how what's going on in the world right now, everybody's got allergies and skin <laughs> allergies and pillows as well, or head pillows, you know, the head um, pillows that you rest your head on at night. Some people don't like that. They prefer feathers. Obviously, if you've got allergies, you can't have feathers. You can have polyfiber. There's all sorts. But there are specialized local suppliers here in, in Philippines and very good ones that you can go and visit, try out a mattress. You cannot buy a mattress online. It's impossible. We've done that. It, you just, you have to try it out. There are um, like specific retailers that will just have a, a mattress showroom and, you know, varied of affordability, but you should really invest in a, in a mattress. Definitely. So it should really fit your lifestyle rather than just how it looks or what the promise of the benefits are, but yeah. you should really I mean, have an experience with it. Exactly. And then for some of us that have bad backs, you know, you have to have, 
I do. <laughs> you have to because yeah. you have to protect. I mean, you have to protect your back. You know, right. especially it's where you you know you lay down at night, and if you have a bad night's sleep, right? I'm sure you've experienced that. If you've yeah. you've gone and stayed somewhere, and then the mattress is awful, you can feel the springs, or it's too soft, or it's too hot. You can't sleep, and that that sets your whole day off because you've not had a good night's sleep. So it's it's kind of part of your whole well-being as well. It's really important, especially now. Sleep is so important, and that comfort. So I think it's like a car. You really, really have to try it out, test it, literally lie on it yourself, um, and obviously get the feedback from the sales people who are there who are experienced to you know give you what's best for your back. If you've got allergies, whatever, you know. Importante ang mag-save, pero bakit marami ang walang ipon? The answer is because we don't spend enough time in learning practical financial strategies. This is Fitz Villafuerte, a registered financial planner, and I'm inviting you to listen to the 80% podcast, kung saan tuturuan ko kayo kung paano yumaman. So join me and let's talk about personal finance on the 80% podcast. You mentioned also like a sofa. Yes. Is that mm-hmm. something that you should also experience yeah. first? Like yeah. your mattress? You have to. You have to because, okay, you know, you can get like armchairs, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not going to sit in an armchair all day long unless you're buying a recliner because a recliner is for comfort as well and longevity and you're going to be sitting in it for a, for a time. It's for lounging, right? So definitely the sofa, same thing. If it feels soft, if it's firm that you like, also in terms of your space, you might want a sofa bed, you know, um, if you've got a small living space and you have, or hopefully you'll have guests over when the pandemic is over, you have you know, surprising guests over, and then you can have a sofa bed, you can have a single sofa bed, you can have a double sofa bed. So it's, again, key, important, I go back to the measuring tape, measuring your room, knowing your space. You're not going to be buying a seven-seater sofa with a tiny condo. I mean, first of all, you're not going to be able to get it inside the condo or take the entire condo up. So it's very important to know your space. Before you go into buying a sofa, you can go online anyway. And a lot of the retailers will show the sizes. Mm-hmm. So you can actually, you know, gauge if it fits or not. So then obviously you will go into the, the retailer to check it out, to sit on it. And also it's also best to check because some condominiums, um, the size of the sofa, because sometimes they come in two pieces, sometimes they come in one. Um, a friend of mine made the mistake of buying a sofa and couldn't even get it into the lift the service lift it has to be able to fit into the service that was a complete waste of money but fortunately enough she was able to um you know swap it but those are the things to remember again going back to my first thing knowing your space Mm -hmm. um and then once you know your space and the sizes then you can go and try before you buy or you know sit on it so going back two key pieces definitely your sofa I would say mattress is top is the top thing, mm-hmm. and then your sofa because I think these these two main items are what we all right now are using the most in our house, apart from the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. But these these two areas in the house are where we are using um, sleeping, hopefully at least eight hours, a, you know, a, a night, 
And then when we have an evening or over a weekend, we're lounging on the sofa with our loved ones, watching TV with our dogs and our children and our cats. So those two things are really important. There is another piece of virtue which is quite important as well. And I think important for all of us here with families and who love their food, kitchen table. Mm-hmm. They also say the kitchen mm-hmm. is the part of the house. Right. Yes, we do spend a lot of time in the kitchen, but also this, the dining table acts as a uh, office for some of us who don't have their own office, mm-hmm. you know, and the kids will sometimes study in there and you'll eat together too. You'll have breakfast together, you'll have lunch together. We're all at home. So the, the dining table, a good sturdy dining table with enough seating so that it can seat everybody. I have a wooden one. Um, so it's easily to maintain practically, you know, practical to clean as well. Um, if it's wooden, if you have any scratches, you can easily repair those. Uh, glass is not so practical for our family just because it's glass, you know. Would um, you say that if um, a dining table or a dining set is really expensive, then it's sturdy? Um, I've In the past, I've bought, you know, higher priced and lower end. But I think... It, it really, really depends on your need and your practicalities. You know what I mean? Um, for example, if you're going to get wood, mm-hmm. a wooden dining table, the price point is slightly higher. It can be slightly higher, but that's if you buy it from a retailer. But if you go to a local carpenter, it can work out a lot cheaper and you can design it yourself. So really, if you, if you do your investigating and dig around, especially now, right. prices are much more competitive so if you have the time to source and say you're, you're not moving into your apartment for a while mm-hmm. or, you know, it's going to be at least four weeks or five weeks, you can plan these things out. Normally to make a bespoke dining table can take four to six, I think it was six weeks for us, mm-hmm. you know. It worked where, out where can we stuff. usually find these um, carpenters that can customize something for you? Facebook Marketplace is really good for that. Really? Yes. And also just through word of mouth, you know, um, there are like Facebook groups um, that you can say, oh, hey, you know, where did you get this from? And I saw a table who made that for you. And it was really like kind of word of mouth. Um, but Facebook Marketplace is quite interesting because now I've noticed a lot of these kind of um, bespoke co- local suppliers will advertise on there. And they'll showcase their, showcase their pieces. In actual fact, the company that we used or the guy that we used, um, he says, could you just take a few photographs of what you have in your house so I can post it? And then he's had people wanting to buy or have something similarly made. He will also, the great thing with these guys is they will make exactly what you want within your budget. It's hard to do that in a retailer. Mm-hmm. You know, you have their options, their colorway and their timelines. Mm-hmm. If you're prepared to wait, you can have it. I even decided I wanted to change the design a little bit, <laughs> so they were able to alter it for me. So you get a one of a, you know, a one of a kind piece. And if ever later on, later on, you want to sell it, you, you know, you have a bit of selling power there because it is, because it is unique. Or it's a timeless oh, piece that, that you can hand down. Yeah, you know, that's actually a good perspective. Yeah, like it's having made something um unique and then when you sell it in the future then it would be better like a really good price yeah i've seen like an art piece (laughs) in a way (laughs) it is and i've noticed this i've noticed a lot of pieces that have resolved they really still keep their value Mm. i have noticed that as well 
So it's so, the material also that you use that makes it like uh, really valuable. Here, wood is so in abundance, right? In some other countries, it's really expensive to get solid wood items. Whereas here, you can really barter <laughs> with the suppliers and you can get very woods, you know, and they're really skilled people here. And for me, it's also, I feel that you're giving back to local suppliers. Right. To me. Right. And you're giving, and I've got some um, art decor pieces, like handmade, I think at Christmas, Uh, we decorated a tree and this lady had made some handmade decor pieces that could still be generic around the house you could use. And she's a local supplier. Mm-hmm. So I feel also that you're giving back to the local community, especially with what's going on. And that's kind of nice too. You, you know what I mean? And at least giving back to them um, and you're having a unique piece of art for your house. You what know? exactly are these uh, wooden materials that are valuable here in the Philippines? I would say all in the in the cooking area, um, we have some like varied bowls and decor and vases and chopping boards. They act as decor as well because you you can use them as decorative pieces around the house. I mentioned about the the side tables and the dining tables that we have. These items that I have, I've never seen in anybody else's house because I've had them made bespoke one off. So um, a lot of my neighbors and a lot of my friends have had these little, basically it's like a tree trunk and then they slice them. So they act as little side tables. Um, it's also sustainable as well because it's wood, you know what I mean? And the, these items are items that still hold their value when you try to resell them. And they're good, you know, they're good little pieces as well that you can take with you to your next home. I find wood is really practical. It's also because it's a neutral type of, Uh, material you can mix and match it you can mix it with metal you can mix it with glass anything it's it's something that you can really mix and match with a lot of different things it can look modern it can look classic or it can look in between what do you think about fake wood lamina is practical i've had it when we were living abroad um it's great when you have families i have laminate in my house i'm a big fan of ikea <laughs> I have lots of um, items in my house because it is practical. It's also affordable too, but it's also expensive. Not all is affordable. Yeah. But the good thing with laminate is you can get different shapes and sizes and colors and glossed, um, natural. You can mix, you know, a lot of things with it. I would say the difference between laminate and solid wood is with laminate, when you do decide to move again, Sometimes it can get easily damaged depending on how expensive you've paid for that piece. But I will say this, Ikea, I have Ikea and it's lasted a really long time. It seems to blend and mix and match with all of my items. So when Ikea opens here, it will be so great. I am going to be a amusement park for you. <laughs> what I love about Ikea is you can never leave that place without an without your trolley being full to the brim. Right. You know, they sell everything all under one roof. Mm-hmm. And that's the greatest thing. If you do decide and you are on a tight budget, but you really want to decorate everything all in one, or if you've got an investment, you know, if you're, you, you have a condo that you want to rent out, laminate is really practical and great for that way because you really wouldn't want to put solid pieces in a, in a rental mm-hmm. because obviously the wear and tear. Um, but laminate is great if you have a condo because a lot of laminate pieces are very modular. 
So it will fit to size. You can get those mix and match wardrobes. You can mix and match different laminate colors. You can get different doorknobs. Um, you can get open bookcases or closed bookcases. Um, I don't know if you've seen in IKEA, they have the modular bookcase where you can add drawers or add frontages. It's, it's, it's really practical, mm-hmm. actually. So right. I'm a big fan of laminate and, and the kind of modular type of furniture. Mm-hmm. So, so we've yeah. got um, a mattress and then the sofa, the kitchen table. And what's next? What's I would thing to invest in? Lighting is really important. Lighting. The main lighting or overall as a lighting in the, in the house? I, yes, overall. And you need to have the right type of lighting as well. So, for example, in your bedroom, you, you would have an ambient type of light because it's somewhere where you chill and you relax and you retire for the um, end of the day. Um, in your study, you would have a nice desk lamp um, because obviously you need to be able to view your screen very easily and something that's practical that you can angle it. In the in overall house um, lighting, up lighters. So it creates a nice ambient, cozy feeling. Could even have those nice floor lamps. My children have lava lamps. So they seem to be a bit of a rage I've seen with, with some um, kids now. And they're coming back full circle because they're kind of like a 70s, cool, retro, you know, item coming back in. Could it be a combination of both warm lights and those white lights? Yes. What, um, what's the concept behind that? I... Personally, personally, I prefer warm light because it gives that cozy. We changed all of the light bulbs in this entire house to warm. (laughs) Because the white light, it made it feel like we were in a dentist or a hospital, you know. Um, White light is fine in a more kind of, you know, open walkway setting. But in, in some of the areas, in some home stores, they will change their lighting to ambient because it needs to feel cozy. If it's too, obviously, if you have dimmer switches in your house, that's great. You can adjust that very easily. But we changed all the bulbs in the house to be warm um, just because it's, it's a nice, cozy feeling. If it's too stark, as I just mentioned, it makes it feel like you're in a hospital. It's too, you're not like in a, you know, um, a beauty skin counter setting. Right. You need to right. see your skin, you know, it, it, it needs to, because otherwise it feels too stark and too bright. But Warmer. they say that that's a type of light that you should have when you're studying something. Yeah, with the mm-hmm. white light or the warm light. The, the white light. And then the yes, warm light would be more of relaxing, right? Exactly, because a white light keeps you awake, right? Oh, right, right. That's the, that's, the, that's the idea. But warm light, Immediately, um, it's the same when you're sitting in the sun and it's warm, you know, you, you feel relaxed and chilled. And if you go to a nice restaurant, they haven't got bright white lights. It's really dimmed lighting. A romantic dinner is a romantic dinner with dimmed lights, right? Even at home, you would it's, it's more cozy when the lights are dim. I think it's just that kind of feeling how you, how you are when you're at home, that kind of cozy, warm um, home feeling. We actually don't put the main lights on. We just put all the lampshades on because it feels cozy, oh. warm, right? Mm-hmm, right. Uh, you know some, what I mean? Some yeah. spaces though, like um, there would be a white light in mm. the middle of the room and then mm. um, like yellow lights on the corners. Oh, yeah, the up lights. Some would be like they yes. have warm lights, like chandeliers in the middle yeah. with a combination of white lights. Yeah, they have. What's the concept with that? And how do you choose which is which, which to place here in this certain? Well, 
as an example, in our living room, we have that warm ambient lighting and they have strip lighting in the coving. You know, when the ceiling is flat, they've made an indentation that you can actually put strip lights into there, but it's a warm light. So when you switch that on, it looks it kind of feels ambient whereas in the kitchen it's different because that's the room where you're preparing food so it needs to be quite bright so the lighting is in is different in there um in the bedrooms much more ambient lighting and again the strip lights are in there are warm lighting but it depends in the parts of the house obviously if you have your outdoor lighting where your car is and your carport you have the bright lights because you need to be able to really see you know the outside areas and that they are fully fully bright you wouldn't have warm light that just wouldn't do it's not what it, what it's supposed to do outside but yeah i see people but i also see people do they have those you know those strip lights the ones that inside a, a are those even sturdy like oh how God. long would that last they're they're like it just like, it kills the room lights, you know, when, when you have those strips, you know, have you seen them? They're right, like, yeah. and you think, oh, you just feel like <laughs> a supermarket. it's like a supermarket, right? And <laughs> no, it kills the light. And to be fair, someone did put that here in the kitchen. We had to remove it because it looked, it looked strange. Right. You know what I mean? It's not really, it's more, com- that's a commercial kind of industrial lighting. It just will not work. You know what I mean? Whereas here, you're at home, it needs to be more cozy. I think it's really important lighting is in a house or in a, in a condo setting really important because it can kill the entire feel of the place. So no but, lead strips for, no, for home. <laughs> no, I mean, they're no. really cheap, but yeah, it's kind of a pet hate of mine. <laughs> um, I have seen some um, strange strip lights in houses before, but like I said, it just it really kills the whole ambience of the house. You know, you wouldn't say a strip light is 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 cozy. You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't really give that. And plus, when you put it on, it's a long strip and it's piercing white, so there's nothing cozy about that at all. So yeah, definitely no fluorescent strip lights in your house it's not <laughs> for that use you should be using ambient lighting and and then um like i said nice little spotlights or up light up lighters nice chandeliers you can spe- you can have i tell you what are really really nice i forgot to mention this you can get those vintage bulbs have you seen them oh those are great i love the feel of those we decided to do the outside of our house using those vintage bulbs it looks so cool you know, when you have those in your house, that's something, great. Something Love. like a, the ones that you see on Pinterest that's draped in the, um, uh, in your backyard. Oh yeah. Like the, yeah. I forgot what they're called now. Um, but I know what you mean. Yeah. They're like bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> Is that the vintage light that you were talking about? The actual bulb the that bulb. they use. Yeah. You can get different grades of vintage lighting, but if you're going to use it in your house, you need to use low wattage the lowest wattage that you can get Mm -hmm. because if you use the high wattage it's too bright way 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 too bright but it's it's really gorgeous when you have them because it's an open bulb you can see the filament inside it's beautiful it's it just gives a really nice effect so for example if you have a nice dining table and your chandelier is hanging over the top of your dining table use those bulbs instead of you know the normal bulbs don't look great right aesthetically they don't look great right okay, you know, they, they serve a purpose because they, you can, LED, LED bulbs um, can be cost effective, but 
these ones, um, you can get LED as well with these, um, but they, they're see-through bulbs and you can get soft rose gold, you can get bright white, or you can get warm light. So this is available in your, your local hardware stores. You can get there. They are available in the hardware stores. They're much more expensive. Can I name names? Lazada and Shopee? Yep. Sure. <laughs> Lazada and Shopee. <laughs> they have, have a lot those. They have a lot of those. Just make sure that you, you you make sure you mention which light color you want. Otherwise you'll get 50 light bulbs of different colors. They're great. They really add, you know, it just adds a little bit of um, that boho look that I mentioned. You can have them inside and outside, especially if you have a chandelier that has open bulbs. It looks really pretty over a dining table. It's really, really nice, or even in a living room space. Mm -hmm. um, and they're really inexpensive, nice. really, really cheap, yeah. So you can buy those anywhere. Hey there, I hope you're all doing well today. My name is Kara, and just dropping by to let you know that I too have my own podcast. It's called After 30 with Kara Erigel. I talk about love, fear, relationships, career, sex, food, money, books, and how life is so much different and oddly the same after 30. So when you're done listening to this episode, go ahead and check out mine. Again, it's After 30 with Gara Erigel, available wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. Okay. <laughs> All no right. Worries. So I'm excited to for the last piece. What's mm. the last piece that you would storage, recommend? storage, storage? Wherever I have moved all over the world, I always find this problem with storage. And wherever you go anywhere in the world or wherever you are, you always seem to accumulate more things along the way. Right. right. And no matter where you go, you think, oh my God, where am I going to put it all? Right. So shoes you know this is the house of shoes my house with all these kids that we have here how best to store them have a good shoe cupboard you know um that you can put everything away i like to organize things in color coordination mm. that's why storage is a favorite key item of mine <laughs> you have this thing with colors oh yeah like, yeah transform the space like last time when i saw you transforming a space you have this um immediate like uh need to make the colors really beautiful like mixed yeah. together well yeah mm -hmm. so when you organize you have to do it by colors also yes <laughs> um <laughs> pleasing to the eyes that's that's me that's me not everybody is like that but it's easier because you know when, when you're taught at school, when you group things in together, you know, light to dark and all of these things. So for me, you know, us women have a lot of clothes and we have a lot of shoes. So if I'm in a mad rush trying to find things, if I store things better with good storage, shoe boxes, various boxes, there's some shoe boxes now you can actually clip them in together. Actually, I bought um, some shoe boxes from Facebook Marketplace. And I was able to put all my shoes because I, I, I just don't know where all these shoes have come from. You know, they've just, you know, housewomen. <laughs> took you my, they're an investment. People are telling my husband. So it's like, oh, I can't find this color shoe or I can't find that color shoe. So I thought, right, if I'm going to color coordinate my wardrobe, as in my clothes, I'm going to color coordinate my shoes. 
So in each of my wardrobes, I will put whatever shoes colorway. So if I'm rushing in the morning, I know, okay, that's my blue, my black or however, and I can find my shoes there in a nice neat box. And you can stack them and clip them in. They come flat packed and it's easy. You can put them together and they're so inexpensive. Do you so, also do that for your husband and your kids? Like he call her. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try very well. I try um, to make them not be OCD, not make me OCD, but <laughs> be much more organized. I feel better for it when I go to bed at night. But yeah, um, it just makes it easier to be honest with you when you when everything's you know stored well. Otherwise, you're just looking for things everywhere. It's just a cold clutter. I can't. You know, I just don't like clutter. Um, and I feel that if everything is stored very nice and neatly, it's easier to put away and it's easier to find, right? And it's the same thing like with makeup, with jewelry, with your kitchen utensils and your plates and cutlery, all these things. You need to have storage, right? So whether your uh, knives and forks will be in a storage caddy standing up, you know, like a tubular cylinder thing, or you'll have one of those rectangular where you put your spoon and your knives and your forks, there's storage. Um, sometimes people, you know, like with all your undergarments and things like that, your smalls, you just stuff them in the drawer and you just pull it out. But like, you know, sometimes you have matching items like your top and bottoms, your matching socks. Who has matching pairs? You know, there's there's a sock thief in this house. There's sock gremlins in this house. So, you know, <laughs> we don't have helper. So we have to be much more domesticated in this house. So it helps by having storage, right? For example, you know, when you get your big bags of rice, you can't lift that up and empty it all out. So you have a small rice caddy and then you can just filter. Again, another storage. It's Storage is one of the most important things and it can be inexpensive. You can also label them as well. Did you know should, that? Should yeah. storage look decorative as well? Like it should be aesthetically <laughs> nice too. <laughs> Of course, you know the Kardashians, right? Right, of course. <laughs> right. You see, I think it's on Pinterest, Chloe Kardashians. Um, not that I sit there watching the Kardashians all day, right? <laughs> I'm working on Why not? <laughs> yeah, but she You're did. Entertaining. Her, it is, actually. She did her kitchen cups. She didn't do it. Her people did it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's so cool. You know what I mean? She labeled everything in terms of like, flower and I mean that's the extreme level of I'm not that way right <laughs> it you can make it as decorative as you want you know okay in the office you'll have your you know your stationery so you have your stationery drawer and you'll have your pens drawer you'll have your um coloring pencils or you know um ruler and the things that you need for, for the kids I I opted not to have like a, a store away storage where it's all put away because when my daughter is online, I like to have everything to hand. And we have this kind of, you know, if you ever see those storage trolleys that you have at the hairdressers mm -hmm. with you? Mm -hmm. them, yeah. yeah they're yeah. Them everywhere and they're so cheap and you can get them all array of colors, pale pink, pastel pink, black, gray, white, all sorts of colors. I just bought them in black, right? And you can just put everything in there. You can even use them in the bathroom. You can even use them in the kitchen. Some of them come in wood mixed or laminate wood and they have like a basket tray so you can even store vegetables in there you know and various uh, items at all and it's it they're so good the good thing with plastic is it's practical you can wipe clean 
Um, some of the wooden stuff can get damaged over a time. And obviously some of the metal, which is spray, spray colored, can get damaged. But we had one that was had a bit of wear and tear. We decided to spray it, you know, mm. so give it more longevity and to give it like if you didn't have a color that you like, you can just easily buy, you know, car spray paint. And then just DIY it yourself and spray that's it. A nice you know technique. I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's a nice technique. You can do that. And speaking on that, on in terms of like you know reconditioning your furniture, if you have something that's kind of old and wary, like for example, um, you can get those like uh, tables, like wooden tables. Um, you can scrape off all if you have time. You know, if you're at home, you can scrape back all the wood so it's the natural wood again. And then you can just varnish it, right? Oh. So you don't necessarily have to throw away your pieces. You can recondition them. You know, when you sometimes get the um, chest of drawers, you can change the handles. Those are so cheap. Just go to Ace Hardware or Miniso and you can right. recondition them, you know? I have seen, but this is like top end of the scale where I mentioned about the reconditioning the tables. Resin is a big trend right now. Right. I, I saw right? some on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You can have wood mixed with resin. It's so expensive to get someone yeah. to make it. Yeah. But you can do it yourself at home. Not a table. I mean, I haven't, it, I haven't got the facility to do that, but you can even make your own coasters. You know what I mean? Your own storage boxes out of resin. And you can buy this all online through Shopee or Lazada and make your own. It's so great. So anyway, going back to what I was have, saying. Have right, you done some? I did, but not furniture. I made some little decor, you know, like coasters. Right, right, right. I've got it here, but um, I've seen those in Gordon's. Yes, you can like, buy like yes with this um, gold metallic um, yes. outline. <laughs> yeah, you can even put rose petals in them. Anything mm. buttons, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so pretty. It's so pretty, and the good thing with the resin is last forever you know it's practical it's it's, it's like it's a plastic it's a hard plastic and yeah you can make coasters you can make earrings anything with them it's so cool you can have fun with it actually it's quite a fun thing to do um but i have seen people make tables out of it and lights amazing but so expensive i think it's a skill to do that you know yeah. but that's top end you know going back to the storage ikea is amazing for storage you know right so many things online with storage now it's just crazy that you can find and pick up and buy for makeup storage pet storage you know for the pet food for your kitchen for your bathroom there's so many things that are out there now um and inexpensive that you can like i said you don't have to spend a huge amount of money um apart from what i said before the mattresses your storage is obviously key but your mattress and your sofa are like you really can't scrimp and save on that because you're going to take that with you, hopefully. So, so you have these uh, five investment pieces for your home, but um, maybe I just want to ask, how do you arrange it in such a way that it, it looks nice? Like what are your tips? What's Anne's tips to make the space or the room really beautiful? Very easy. Just you have a pencil and paper. You can even get those fancy apps on iPhone that you can actually do yourself. But if you're not a tech, you know, if you're not phone techie, just get your room space, measure it out. Normally, if you're renting the space, they'll give you a floor plan, right? Mm -hmm. And you can just draw a simple, this is what we do. So if you have your living room, you have your measurements, and then you can plot it all out. And then just place your pieces. But some of these 
tools that you have now on iPhone or even on your computer can arrange it all for you. IKEA does it for you as well so that you can actually visualize. Um, if you're very fancy, um, there are these 3D packages that some retailers offer. You can even do it in your own house, mm-hmm. um, in your own sorry laptop, and you can visualize it already before it's even in you purchase the item. There is, I mean, if you have someone who's very good in techie and good at um, CAD, there is 3D um, software like SketchUp. And literally, you can visualize your space. But you tend to use these in visual merchandising when we're doing room styling. Um, but if you. If that's you, the pro way, right? Yeah, that's like the super pro <laughs> way. If you, if you have someone who can do that for you, great. But otherwise, just take a photograph. You know, when you're out and about and you see an item. Make sure when you when you when you're out about looking at stores, they'll have a ticket on the item. Like you know, when you go into Crate and Barrel or West Elm or even IKEA, it will show the sizes on there. Just take a picture of that always because you know it might look good on reality, but then will it fit your house? Right. Then with your handy tape measure, measure it out and just draw a little plan. Just on a piece of A4 paper, map it all out, um, and then you can plot and see what works. In this house, we're always moving furniture, always, all the time. You know, I'm never happy with anything. I'm always moving things around. But there are key tips to how you place furniture. You know, you don't place a sofa so, so, so near to the door so that when you open the door, it's hitting someone. You know, you have to place it in a practical way. And then when you do get it in your house, you always change your mind anyway. That's what we do here. So have it in your space. Um, place them in your living room or your bedroom. And then if it feels right for you, then that, that's where you should place it. I mean, I don't want to dictate to anybody how you should have your room unless I'm there and I can do a proper plan, you know. Um, but you can do your own plan yourself. You mentioned earlier that mm-hmm. you really love the boho style. Yes. Boho mm-hmm. this, boho that. But mm-hmm. what about for some people who, they, who doesn't know or they don't know yet what they want? How would you crack that certain style preference for yourself? Well, everyone has a favorite color, right? Mm-hmm. It's always going back to my favorite thing again, color. Everyone has a favorite color. That's always a starting point. People, you know, you have visual people and you people are not so visual. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned before, Pinterest or Instagram scan things. If it's something that appeals to them, some people have classic taste. Some people have modern taste or people just don't have a clue at all, but very open to what they want. But mm-hmm. people have favorite colors. There's always a favorite color, you know, mm-hmm. neutral colors work better because if you move and it's also easy to mix and match. So you'll notice in offices and certain places like that, where there's a lot of high traffic, um, they tend to go for a neutral palette of sofa color, then add a splash of color with a decor just to lift it a little bit because beiges and creams tend to mix and match with anything. And then you can change your decor later on. The decor pieces come in after because that's your splash of color that enhances it. Even rugs, you know, but the only thing is if you, if you have light rugs, they tend to get very dirty. So Mm -hmm. when I'm talking about neutral colors, don't go, a white sofa is not ideal in a family situation mm-hmm. because it's not practical. And if you have animals as well, 
it's fine if you're on your own or if there's just a couple of you, you know, a couple of you and you don't have any dogs or animals, but it has to be practical. But that's not to say you can use a throw, you know, to cover on it. But leather is also a good one as well. It's practical, but people some people don't like leather because it doesn't feel cozy. It's it's you know what I mean? It's not a but then you get different types of leather. You can get soft leather or you can, can get the cow's hide, which is a bit more um, tougher, tough wearing. Leather is good if you have children, but dogs with their nails and cats oh. with nails, yeah, you have to kind of be a bit careful there as well. But even cats with, with material. Leather can be really expensive too. It can be very expensive, but you can get faux leather. Um, and you can get nice faux leather as well. Um, I've used them in... Um, commercial settings, offices, because it's it's practical. You can wipe clean them as well. And you can recover sofas. You can recover them easily um, if you need to. So here, again, here in the Philippines, there's a lot of people that recover very cheaply in different fabric colors. So you can, you know, choose. Because I find that when you do go to the retailers, it's limited colors, Mm-hmm. So if you are someone that wants something, I mean, in different colors, or if you want a specific color and a specific material, you can approach the retailer and they'll make them bespoke for you. And it come, it's 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 worth the wait, and it can be it can be inexpensive depending on the material. But right now, there's some really good suppliers out there that sell reasonably good sofas to how you want to your size, and even to your size, how you want it and shape. Right. So that's the good thing as well. And you can buy stuff, you know, off from the, from the malls and from the retailers too. But the colors are very, very limited. Um, but if you have the time, um, you can do that as well. The only thing with recovering, there's certain, certain limitations in what you can do with certain sofas, like sofa beds and things like that. And you have to be a bit careful. But other than that, I've found since being here in the Philippines, a lot of the local suppliers out here can pretty much do anything really as long as you get a good one so yeah all right thank you so much Anne. there are so many interesting insights <laughs> that you gave us yeah definitely so before we we wrap up um i, I just want to ask if you have a takeaway that you want to share with our listeners something that um they should remember before they buy something for their homes know your space it's really important to know your space It's also really important that when you are buying something, you have in mind and a plan of what you want to buy. It's not essential to go out and buy everything. So take your time to to buy your items and budget well. Make sure you have your measuring tape or tape measure when you are going out to review your items. But for key items like your mattress and your couch and sofa, you really need to try before you buy. It's really, really, really important. Mm-hmm. These key items are an investment pieces that you'll take with you to your next home and hopefully stay with you for the next, you know, five, six, seven years, even more, if you take care of it. So it's worth also budgeting for those essential pieces and, and spending a little bit more money on those. And as I mentioned, you don't have to go all crazy and buy everything all at once. You can budget room by room by room. And then your decor comes last. Concentrate on your big items first, or your bulky items, and then your decor can come later because they can be as expensive as you want them or as affordable as you want them. So those are my main takeaways and key takeaways that I've been doing. So, Thank you so much, Anne. 
So uh, thank, thank you so much you. For, for your time and for being part of BYD. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. Have a good day. Have a great day. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>